When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Bob Brill, and he's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, a fantasy football podcast and a video cast as well. Hear the podcast wherever you get the podcast. Also, you can hear the video cast on YouTube by going to my Bob Brill YouTube channel or by finding the links for all of this at KramerandBrill.com. That's the easiest way, www.KramerandBrill.com. Hey, we're into week nine now, the bye week. Uh, well, it's the Lions, the Seahawks, the Buccaneers, and the Washington Football Club. So if you have any of those uh, guys on those teams, you got to find somebody to replace them this week. Key injuries and trades this week. Derek Henry out for the season. Uh, Calvin Ridley, who we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, Steelers kicker Boswell. Uh, Robert Tanyan. Mark Ingram to the Saints. Vaughn Miller to the Rams. Adrian Peterson signs to the Titans. Uh, Jameis Winston, torn ACL. Uh, T.Y. Uh, T. Hilton, uh, concussion. Sam Darnold, a concussion. All this is going to affect your week. Meanwhile, the winners this week, Mike White back it up for the Jets, throws for 400 yards, three touchdowns, despite the two picks and a win over the Bengals. Justin Fields, 175 passing, 103 yards rushing, including two TDs. Matt Stafford, 305, three TDs against his old team. And Geno Smith with a big win. Eric, you got to look at this. This is interesting. I love it. Well, hey, first of all, shame on me for not knowing this Mike White. Or Mike White. Um, he didn't just have a good game. He had a great game. Over 400 yards, you mentioned, three touchdowns against the one of the hottest teams in the Bengals and got the win. And then I was there live to see Fields in action. And, like, it's not even close by far. He's the best quarterback the Bears have ever had. Um, and I'll say two running backs that I'll point out this past weekend. First, your guy, Najee Harris, 91 yards on the ground and a touchdown, added about almost 30, 29 yards in the air. And then uh, the other one guy is the Patriots, Damian Harris. Didn't crack 100 yards, but still had 80 yards and a touchdown. And uh, probably the best catch of the weekend and definitely the year is Rasul Douglas, the cornerback for the Packers, who ended the Cardinals game with a one-handed interception to end it. And... Um, Unbelievable. And earlier in the year, obviously, he was cut by the Cardinals. So uh, kind of a cool turnaround story there. Well, you know, among the running backs this week, you know, Michael Carter had 77 rushing, also had nine catches. Elijah Mitchell, now this is three straight 100-yard games for him. The Niners, well, that hasn't happened in Ninerland in like forever. <laughs> well, and you know, the Charger guy that I love, the all-purpose running back, Austin Eckler, Put up over 120 scrimmage yards, got in the end zone again, um, you know, and then this Philly's actual running backs took over this week. And Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, both combined for four touchdowns on the ground. And Scott added 60 yards rushing while Howard only 57, but still a good combination out of both those guys. Well, you know, the wide receivers, we had A.J. Brown. And Michael Pittman. Pittman had a monster day. Uh, 10 catches, two touchdowns. Brown had 10 catches, 155 yards. Didn't have the touches. But, you know, uh, also a good touch for Goodwin. Uh, Godwin, excuse me. Um, Cooper, Lockett, 
Debo Samuel, Cup all over 100 yards, also with Cole Beasley. Now, I know you didn't forget him, but somehow you left off the Steelers' Deontay Johnson. Yeah. Maybe that was just to see if I was paying attention. There you go. Well, <laughs> he almost had 100 yards, about 98, I think, on six catches, one for 50 yards. And then the other guy, um, even though they lost, was Bengals' T. Higgins, who got back on track with four catches for 97 yards, no touchdown, but Tyler Boyd got in the end zone and had another 69 yards on his five catches. Now, you mentioned the big day put up by Tyler Lockett for Seattle, but it was Metcalf that actually got in the end zone twice. And maybe the biggest impact of any receiver this past week was Tyreek Hill uh, against uh, the Giants last night. 12 catches, 94 yards, and a touchdown. Could have been a lot more. Mahomes underthrew him on a couple passes that would have been huge. And, um, you know, he just – I think he – really affects the way a defensive coordinator and the safeties play, you know, and not close to the line of scrimmage. They're 18, 20 yards off to start the play, and which is going to open up hopefully a running lane like it did last night. You almost have to triple team him. (laughs) Yeah, there's no point in single coverage because when he gets the ball in his hands, he's gone. Like there's nobody that can keep up with him. He's just so doggone quick. Not only the speed, but the quickness. Hey, the losers this week – Terry McLaurin and Cortland Sutton had five catches between them for a total of 60 yards. Leonard Fournette, who we expected better of, eight uh, for, 100, uh, for 26 yards, eight carries, 26 yards. Matt Ryan, really, uh, two picks, 146 yards. It's a just bad week for them. Uh, we like Garoppolo. Like we, li- we liked Fields. We liked Stafford. All were solid. We liked Herbert. It was okay. Didn't get touchdown worthy, but Elijah Mitchell. Mixon and Harris, Pittman, Debo Samuel, Metcalf, all along with Fryermuth and Goddard, they were all solid. We liked all those guys this week. Well, and I'll say looking ahead, I'll go with Mr. Predictable uh, quarterback Josh Allen. Went for over 300 yards scrimmage-wise, a couple of touchdowns passing, one rushing, and then the big receiver for him this week wasn't Diggs. It was Cole Beasley, who, as you mentioned, went over 100 yards. And it just seems like Brady's going to put up numbers every week, doesn't it? I mean, he threw a couple of interceptions that were key for the loss, but still uh, the receiving end of him this week was Chris Godwin, who went, what, 140 yards and a touchdown on his eight catches. And you mentioned Geno Smith earlier. So if you're looking ahead at the schedule that the Seahawks play, here's the teams of the teams they have coming up. Here's four of them, Washington, San Francisco, Houston, and Detroit, all not very good defenses. So fantasy owners, you might want to pay attention to pick him up as a possible replacement if your quarterback has a bye week. And, you know, and Russell Wilson's coming back in a couple of weeks. So, you know, you, you can get that. And, you know, Geno Smith is going to play very well because he, he wants to keep that. I mean, mentally, he's, he's, I think he's really good right now on top of that. Because, you know, he, he knows that this is time to shine. Because when Russell Wilson comes back, it's going to be Russell Wilson's team again. See, I want to take a sidestep here to talk about an important issue. You know, first of all, this last week, we saw Atlanta's top wide receiver, Calvin Ridley, say he's stepping away from football in the middle of the season to deal with some mental health issues. First, it was gymnast Simone Biles, then tennis number one, Naomi Osaka, and now Ridley. These are all top athletes performing at the top of their game. Now, you've dealt with some mental health issues in the past, and I was wondering what your thoughts were on this latest move by Ridley. Well, I think it's... I think it's great the fact that the NFL has kind of jumped out in front of this and over the past year has really made it a priority in the way that every team now 
has some behavioral clinician, fully staffed, that is there to deal specifically with some of these mental health issues. And I think it's great for someone like Calvin really and the others you mentioned that during the season, this is an, an, an acceptable and even um, not just acceptable, but sort of uh, um, ushered in by the NFL. And so I think, as you mentioned, I had in my life, I've had several issues um, crop up from time to time. One of which mental health related happened to me back in 1994, the first one when I was playing for the bears. And, uh, and this wasn't the climate back then. Um, and so I did the best I could really to hide it and showed up every day, even though I didn't want to get out of bed ever. And just, uh, you know, over time, what I encountered was eventually it did. The, this is what, this is what it took to turn the tide is it took me to reach out to a mental health professional, a therapist, and eventually get on some antidepressants. And the combination of the two was not an overnight fix, unfortunately, in, or fortunately or unfortunately, just the reality of it is it's not. And it takes maybe a month, maybe two, to start to turn the dark cloud perspective into something a little more um, optimistic. And I just, as you know, you mentioned Calvin Ridley, there's been Dak Prescott and, uh, Lane Johnson recently, the tackle with the Eagles. In the season, it's an it's really a breath of fresh air for me to know that the NFL has taken this long range view that uh, you know let's get these guys back on track, however long it takes, and then welcome them back when they get back good and healthy and ready to go. Is part of it? Uh, I imagine some of it's just pressure of being a professional athlete and be playing at that level. But is part of it the pressure from the fans as well as uh, colleagues and, and, and just, you know, the things that you're facing in your daily life? Well, I think in my case, I can only speak for me, but at times when anxiety followed by isolation or maybe the two go hand in hand uh, and depression, when all that sets in, it's the biggest misperception you could possibly have because you really aren't alone and, and um, you just think you are. And so I think it, it takes, you know, some support around you and it takes you reaching out though also. And like Calvin Ridley and others are doing has said, Hey, time out. I need a break here. And here's why I need a break. And then hopefully those resources are available to you and you're actually steered in that direction. And I think that's a, a good way to go about it because the misperception is I'm letting everybody down or I'm letting myself down or my team or in the pro athletes case, this, uh, especially the one who's on a team, the city, the fans, everybody. Well, that's not really the case. It just feels like that. And so talking it out and getting out from underneath that cloud, stepping away like Calvin Ridley is doing. And I don't know what his particular uh, mental health issues are, but I think just stepping away, obviously he thinks he needs it and the team is supporting him in that. You know, it's interesting because 30, 35 years ago, if we were talking about this type of issue, we were just talking about physical injury because at in the 60s and 70s, uh, a player, if he got hurt or you know, or if he came out uh, 
got banged up, uh, maybe had a concussion. And the idea was the trainer was sending them back in. Uh, come on, just get back in there. And, and now we've progressed to the point where we're, we've kind of passed that to a, in, in some ways. Uh, but yeah. now we're on to the mental health issues, which, uh, like you said, I, I, I agree with you. It's a breath of fresh air to see the NFL taking this to heart and dealing with people because you may be a top athlete. You know, you may be making millions of dollars that everybody looks up to and you may have a lot, but you're still just a regular person. You're just about you're you're a person. And that's who you are. We, you have to deal with all that stuff. We're all tied into the human condition, aren't we? Yeah. And and one one thing I'll, one last thing I'd like to say about this is that um, you know, I, I'm I, I'm actually behind the scenes working on hopefully bringing a program to whether whether it's schools or after school programs starting earlier with kids, fourth, fifth grade on up through high school and starting to the idea I have in, and this is based on some experiences that I've had over the years of getting kids to be able to certainly identify or start to identify uh, traits, good, good characteristic traits in themselves and in others. And so that eventually you can start building and learn how to build your own sort of support system or home team, if you call it. And that way, let's just take fourth, fifth grade, sixth graders bullying on school campuses or cyberbullying. You know, that immediately has a way of leading itself to isolation for the person who's being bullied. Whereas if you had someone, a group of people that from time to time you go to just out of habit, and then express yourselves in these kinds of ways, as you grow up and become into your later teens and 20s and 30s and 40s, then you, this is kind of who you are, is dealing with challenges by way of reaching out to other people. So I think that's that can lend itself to possibly proactively intervene in, instead of letting isolation and anxiety and depression take hold, you kind of proactively counteract that cool sounds like a plan sounds like a real good plan well i tell you what let's move on with football and <laughs> fantasy football and we're gonna do something a little different this time and i'll tell you why we're gonna start with the monday night game instead of thursday why because it's your bears against my steelers <laughs> look at this it. my steelers against it. your bears it looks like my fantasy team will not be playing Khalil Herbert this week. That's for sure. The Bears are rebounded. So did the Steelers. So am I on bed this week? Historically, he's great against the Browns, who they beat 15 to 10 last week. Against the Bears, well, last week, Ben had zero points at halftime in fantasy. Zero. He ended up with 14 in ESPN Standard Leagues, about 20 in other leagues. I got to say, I'm probably sitting in this week. I'm starting Najee. I'm starting Friermuth, who I love. I'm starting Deontay Johnson, of course. But the other issue is who's going to pick kick for Pittsburgh. Um, Boswell went into the protocol, so keep an eye on that for this week. They did sign Josh Lambeau. Uh, they signed with the practice squad, so he's their backup this week. Uh, of course, he's kicked for the Chargers. He's had he's a veteran. So if you are if Boswell's your guy this week, you may want to put him on your IR, and uh, then if you have an IR in your league, and then pick up Lambeau or, you know, find another kicker. But that, that's the situation at this point. Well, let me point a couple things out here regarding uh, these two teams you just brought up. So this, there's one of them that's on a roll and one of them that's clearly not. And the one that is, is the Steelers. And they're, when you're thinking about, I know 
if there's still time left for you to set your lineup, I wouldn't jump off Ben's bandwagon just yet because the the Bears defense made the 49ers offense, Jimmy Garoppolo, Debo Samuel look amazing. I mean, so consider that for a second. Um, if I jump over to the Bears, you know, as we've been saying all along with all these buys coming along, and if you've got, let's take this week, for example, you got Wilson, you got Brady on a buy, but somewhere along the way you picked up Justin Fields, this would be a great week to start him because he looked phenomenal himself last week against the 49ers, uh, both running and passing. And so even though he's a rookie, like Mac Jones, you know, there's some things about him that are getting better. In fact, a lot of things. Are, he's got a great pack to start with, and he's getting better. So Herbert, Khalil Herbert I'm talking about, is also an option there. Running back, had another strong game, and then Darnell Mooney as well at receiver. So we got Thursday night. Now we passed on to Monday. Let's go back to the regular format. Jets at Colts. This could be an interesting game with the big question being which Carson Wentz is going to show up and where, where is he going to screw up? Um, uh, I'm never a starter with this guy anymore. I used to love him, but I, I can't do it. I do love Pittman. I do love Taylor, especially with uh, T.Y. Hilton out again. A good pickup could be Zach Pascal, who should get some targets at wideout. Yeah. What was that left-handed desperation heave Carson Wentz through that turned into an interception on the goal line area? It was, <laughs> was that just – it was like um, – Watching the Keystone Cops, uh, you know, or or something along that line, you know. And I know I date myself with that one, but but I haven't dated myself in a long time. So, uh, it, it was, you know, it's just really. I, I looked at that and I said, "Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You know, go down, just sit, do something, but don't do that." That was that was a um, that was a pickup game on a Sunday afternoon play, you know, when you're yeah. out playing with you know six on six and touch football, you know, jeez. Anyway, right. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to unleash the hounds right there, but <laughs> your point's well taken. Uh, I'll say, depending on who I have on my fantasy starter, I'm probably not playing Mike White, even though he made a great statement last week. He was drafted in 2018. Last week was his only NFL game experience. So following up last week's miracle performance with another one, I don't see that coming. Yeah, that's um, but I consider picking up and starting Michael Carter, the running back, because he can give you both rushing and receiving yards as well as touchdowns. Uh, probably no other jet, though, that I'd consider starting here. Going to Sunday, we got the Falcons and Saints. No Jameis Winston, no Tyson Hill. So it's Trevor Simeon, the former Bronco, and suddenly the Saints are looking like a playoff team. Maybe. Not sold on Simeon at the moment, except they are playing the terrible Falcons. Keeping an eye on the injury wire for Hill. It may be a last-minute thing, but if he's playing, I'm playing Tyson Hill. Uh, he, maybe he gets one start a year. But if he's going to play, I'd play him. Uh, Kamara and Ingram are starter and flex. I'd watch the injury wires on Michael Thomas. If he's playing, I'd play him. If not, a good pickup might be Traquan Smith or even Deontay Harris. Isn't it crazy? Just as the NFL world was starting to believe in the Falcons, yeah. up pops last week's performance against Carolina. Uh, so no pits for me. No Ryan. The only Falcon I consider starting is a guy you mentioned early in the year, Cordero Patterson. Yep. who last week combined for 70 scrimmage yards, but he caught a touchdown as well. Broncos and Cowboys, if Dak has to sit another week, his backup is Cooper Rush looks good enough. And if he does, Cedric Wilson is a good pickup. They seem to have some chemistry there. Of course, you know, they, they, they're the number two guys, so they're, 
they, they uh, practice more than, you know, with uh, the number one. Uh, Dalton Schultz was a bust this week, so I'd lay off him unless Dak is back. If Dak is back, then I'd, I'd, uh, I, I like Dalton Schultz. If not, uh, I, I don't. Well, I'll say this. The Cowboys D is now one of the best in the NFL. And early in the year, I was high on Teddy Bridgewater, uh, the Broncos quarterback. Um, but he's fallen on some hard times and completed a high percentage of his passes this past week. But and no cause mistakes, but still uh, really not a lot of yards. And I think he got in touchdown, got in the end zone, uh, throwing the ball one time. Um, but I, that to me, uh, fantasy owners at a quarterback spot, they need some points. And I, I don't think we're getting them there right now out of Bridgewater. And then you mentioned Cortland Sutton had a bad week. I thought he was going to actually have a good week and didn't. And so for me, at this point, there's really no Bronco I'd invest in either. Patriots and Panthers, I'm sold on Mac Jones. I'm solid there, as well as Harris, but I don't like anybody else on this team. And the one and only Panther I'd even consider starting is running back Chuba Hubbard. Mm -hmm. uh, he's had a few solid games this year. Uh, last week, she went for 82 rushing yards and a touchdown. Uh, but that's only if I had running backs like Fournette and maybe Antonio Gibson this week on a bye. You know, Vikings at Ravens. I hate the Ravens, so I'm going to take the Vikings. You're not going to get me to take the Ravens ever. Uh, Kirk Cousins, somewhat off last week, so I like him to rise to the competition. I also like the same for Dalvin Cook. Conklin is not a bad slot for a bye week uh, tight end. And coming off the bye and the previous week slumping by the Bengals, I look for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens to rebound this week. Uh, he still put up impressive numbers because, remember, he gets some running and passing. And but last week, so did Mike White of the Jets go off. Um, and so uh, I would say this, uh, while there's no Ravens running backs, I'd start. I would start Hollywood Brown if I had him, possibly receiver Rashad Bateman and definitely tight end Mark Andrews. Browns at Bengals. Chubb was back, but he and Ernest Johnson could do nothing against the Steeler defense. Mayfield still playing hurt. It's not his throwing arm but, and shoulder, but it, he is playing hurt. I don't like any brownies this week against the Bengals, especially since the Bengals lost last week. I think there's a vengeance uh, to come back. The only guys I might play are Landry and Njoku, and then only as a flex or maybe as an emergency buy pickup. Well, it's about time, isn't it? With the two Ohio teams, actually, it's a significant division game. Yeah. So I'd still stick with the big three in Cincinnati. You got Burrow, Chase, and Mixon. Uh, tight end Azuma, again, for whatever reason, didn't show up last week, so I wouldn't start him if I had him. Um, I would consider, though, starting T. Higgins uh, as a flex because lately he's shown that he's back as a solid target and especially downfield threat for Joe Burrow. Bills and Jaguars, everyone on the Bills. I really like the extra targeting of Beasley. So to me, he's at least a wide receiver too this week. Gabriel Davis finally getting a shot. Like he's the fourth wide receiver. He's a rookie, but he is definitely worth a flex if needed. If you've got that slot, you have to fill because of the buys. Remember a couple of weeks ago when I said the Jaguar players like Trevor Lawrence and James Robinson are now considerations for fantasy owners to start. Well, this isn't the week that I was talking about. So Buffalo's D is great. Lawrence is still inconsistent. Um, he really only had a couple of good games this year, and those were against lesser opponents. Robinson is also coming off a poor performance against Seattle. So I'd say clear both of these guys this week. Texas at Dolphins. Do we even need to mention these two teams? <laughs> I'll give you two words. Davis Mills, end of discussion. All right, let me jump in here and say, what is it Lisa Corso says there on College Game Day? Not so fast, my friend. Ah, so okay. 
<laughs> Miami ran into the Bills buzzsaw last week. I'll give them that. But the Texas defense, however, is not that defense. And Tiger Bailoa has been putting up some impressive numbers prior to last week. Gasicki and Waddle also have come alive lately. So, again, it's the Texans, I believe, Gasicki's going to find the end zone. And I think Waddle gets over 80 yards and a touchdown. Raiders at Giants. With Waller out, I'd take a flyer on Foster Moreau if you need a tight end. Uh, Kenyon Drake, possible if Josh, Josh Jacobs can't go. If he can go, then no. Hey, the Giants are back home, but they're on a short week following last night's Monday night game against Kansas City. Uh, the Raiders are not coming off a bye. So this game is going to cha- be a challenge for New York. And as always, we say regarding buys, if your starting quarterback has one, Daniel Jones could be a strong consideration as a replacement. Other than him, though, there's really no other giant player worth considering. Chargers and Eagles. How on earth did the Eagles score 44 points when Jalen Hurts had barely 100 yards rushing and 100 yards passing? Six sacks, fumble recovery, defensive TD. So the Eagles' defense is worth slotting, and Hurts can't hurt you too much. Now, Boston Scott had a two-touchdown day. He's worth a look. Jordan Howard had almost the exact same stats. So you pick him. I mean, they were like three yards difference. You pick them, both good for bi-week plays, but really not much else. And I'll say for the Chargers, I'd go with the same couple of starters that I would all year, and that would be Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler. Um, I've been pumping Mike Williams lately, a receiver, but he didn't do anything last game. Um, the one Chargers receiver who seems lately to be stepping up consistently is Keenan Allen, so I'd start him. Packers and Chiefs, Josiah Degara. Nice. I think I got that right. That's pretty good. Josiah you must have worked on that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, I'm an announcer. Uh, he's a tight end, and you should find this week uh, him with uh, Tanyan on IR. He got hurt pretty bad last week. And Mercedes Lewis really is limited to blocking. He's going to catch a couple of passes. But really, he's a blocker. So I'd look at Josiah and uh, Cobb and Winfrey. They should get looks at wide out. Check to see if Deshaun Jackson gets traded to the Packers. We're recording this earlier in the week. So that may happen. There may be some other sort of deal. That was the talk. Just uh, Deshaun Jackson leaving the Rams. Maybe go to the Packers. So we'll have to wait and see. A.J. Dillon, also a solid start, at least as an RB2. Well, I'll just say this. It's hard to believe I'm going to say it. But the weak link on the Chiefs offense now seems to be Mahomes. Uh, He doesn't seem to consistently make <laughs> When's the last easy looking decision he's made? It's been a while. And for that reason, he's a QB I'd seriously consider not starting. Uh, Tyreek Hill, on the other hand, changes the game when he's on the field. Yeah. So I'm definitely starting that guy. Uh, he just alters the way defense is set up. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, the safeties for the Giants were 18, 20 yards off the ball to start the play, which obviously opened up some running lanes. Cardinals at Niners, Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell, six-round draft pick, has set the Bay Area on its head. Three straight 100-yard games. And this despite the higher-drafted running back, Sermon, has done nothing. Adebo Samuel remains solid. His team has ignored the tight end since Kittle went down. But Charlie Warner you know, might be worth an emergency look. I mean, we're talking one week. You, know, you get these guys, they'll come up for one week. Uh, they're uh, coming off a of, Somebody gets hurt. And, you know, they could happen. So he's worth a look if you really need uh, someone at tight end during a bye week. Well, to flip over to the Cardinals, I think that's the worst I've seen Kyler Murray play as a pro, probably in his life. And he was just missing throws all over the field. Um, I look for him to bounce back. Um, The Niners defense is suspect. Saw Fields, who's another athletic quarterback, 
just go up and down the field against them. Um, the other guy who I think is going to bounce back is AJ Green. I'm guarantee you he did not like the way that game ended for him and the Cardinals, yeah. who at that time were undefeated. So I think he'll have a strong game. Christian Kirk will come back. Ertz is now a legitimate red zone threat for them. And Rondell Moore, who really didn't do a whole lot last game, I think he'll add some punch as well. Sunday night game, we got the Titans at Rams. Now, this would have been a great game. That's why it's a Sunday night game. It was NFL was looking. This is going to be one of those premier games of the week. So that was with Derrick Henry. But it's not anymore because Derrick Henry is not there. Uh, Rams should roll. However, here's the, the big question mark. If Adrian Peterson is on the game time roster, I'd take a chance at flex. He hasn't played. He's one of those guys that did uh, does stay in shape. He's got that in his mentality. So he should be a strong waiver wire pickup this week. I, I've seen it quite a bit. He's already been picked up. But, um, you know, he's, he's still an option, but he's also a question mark, a big question mark. Don't discount Brown or Tannehill. And if Peterson is not there, then I'd try McNichols as Henry's backup. Here's what I see. Henry is out. So the running game, play actions to suffer a little bit as well with the Titans. But for the Rams, Von Miller is in. So what are the Titans going to do in pass protection having to deal with both Aaron Donald and Von Miller? Uh, without Derrick Henry, this could be a beatdown for the Titans, as you mentioned, sort of alluded to, or at least in the beginning. The Rams passing game is going to be accounted for uh, by Tennessee, which is going to help open the running lanes for Dale Henderson. And I look for Higby to be the recipient of some play acts and bootleg passes and Cup and company to make uh, some down-the-field plays. There's a question I'm going to ask you. I know you were never traded in midseason, but, you know, when a guy goes to a new team, such as uh, in the case of Vaughn Miller, uh, he's got a new playbook to learn. Is Do you slot him in right away? I mean, or or is it really kind of depend on the player? What defense can he not line up in on the edge and rush the passer? I don't care what you're playing. Um, it, make it dumb it down if you have to. Uh, the guy is amazing. And so that, that's what I mean, like, Line them up and you go. Aaron Donald's on the other side or even inside of him. You can't chip on both of them. Yeah. So I, you know, I just think it's what a great pickup late season. No one heard about that coming. We're yeah. all waiting for what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Where's he going? Well, he went nowhere. And Von Miller could be the missing link to what the Rams have needed to make this playoff push. And there you have it. Kramer and Brill, fantasy football podcast, now video cast as well. You can hear the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Libsum, Odyssey, wherever you get your shows. And now you can also see the video cast on my YouTube channel by going to the Bob Brill YouTube channel or by finding the links for all of this at KramerandBrill.com. You don't even have to uh, leave the homepage. It's all right there for you. That's the easiest way. For my friend and colleague, Eric Kramer, I'm Bob Brill. We'll see you next time.